Welcome to my list of the top 10 action movies on Netflix in September 2022. My channel is dedicated to action movies that do not feature superheroes or are set in fantasy worlds. So no Marvel, no Lord of the Rings, no House of the Dragon. Um, I'm all about bullets, fists, practical stunts, preferred, please. Um, with those limitations in mind, here are my top 10 action movies in September 2022. So if I could only watch 10 action movies on Netflix in September 2022, the 10th spot would be taken by Skyfall. Now, Skyfall is one of the best Bond movies of all time, possibly the most serious of all the Bond movies of all time, Like it, as in it takes itself seriously as a drama, um, but retains that dry British sense of humor. So I'm not saying there's nothing funny in it. Javier Bardem is a bit over the top as a nutjob former double-o agent who's the main villain here um he steals a hard drive with the identity of all spies everywhere basically it's a MacGuffin, right so the plot's not super different from most action movies of involving spies and bond and m are not getting along well and sort of that's clear that judy dench's m is hiding stuff from bond so about 20 minutes in bond appears to die and of course goes rogue in the classic spy action movie sense, to catch silver. So after the terrible, terrible quantum of solace, Skyfall very much got the Bond series back on track and it really pushed Daniel Craig's Bond character further um, than when he was established, right? So Daniel Craig is brilliant again as Bond. He's my favorite Bond, controversial, I know. Um, but Judy Dench is great here as well, with a lot of screen time and really adding far more depth to the M character than ever before. For action junkies, Skyfall is a little light on kind of uh, adrenaline rush type scenes, and it's a bit more stronger in drama and character, which is why it's sort of low on this list as number 10, but it's still definitely worth a watch. Number nine is the Netflix original movie, Kate. Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays an assassin who is on the cliche, just one last job, and she is poisoned, and she's got 24 hours to get revenge on the people that are uh, conspiring against her. Now, I did not expect to like Kate as much as I do. Sounds like a formulaic plot for sure. Um, and I have low expectations of Netflix original movies anyway, just because there's so many of them that they've been churning out the last few years. So even though a couple have made it to this list, I thought it would be a style over substance kind of action romp in which the title character just kind of mows everyone down without getting hurt and without really taking any sort of emotional journey. And you kind of know that she's going to die because that's the conceit, right? She only has 24 hours. So I wasn't really expecting much. But Kate is better than it sounds like it should be. Um, I love the Japanese aesthetic, for, for one. And some of the set pieces in this were actually really enjoyable. I wasn't really aware of Mary Elizabeth Winstead before this, even though she's been in tons of things. So I was surprised by there's a tea house fight and also a penthouse fight, like hand-to-hand -hand combat that is really good. And then there's a, a street, uh, kind of a long street battle um, with firearms, which is very good. And um, it's just a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So the ticking clock of poison really takes away the feeling that they're trying to create a franchise as well, which is pretty refreshing for a modern movie. But overall, this is stylish. It's got good acting. The characters aren't quite rounded out enough to be truly interesting. And the plot is falls prey to some awful cliches whilst inverting a few of them. Um, so it's kind of half and half. It's very watchable, though, and it, it's definitely worth a view for anybody who likes action. Number eight, we have The Nice Guys. The Nice Guys is an action comedy that 
pokes fun at the buddy cop trope. Uh, it's directed by Shane Black. It stars Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. i got to get this out of the way up top. This is the only movie where I think Ryan Gosling isn't a complete tool, and I don't spend the entire runtime wishing I could hit him in his smug, barely acting face. Um, he's a large part of the reason why The Grey Man and the modern Blade Runner don't make it anywhere near this list. But somehow he's brilliant in The Nice Guys. He's funny, and possibly because he gets thrown around and bullied by the, the gladiator, Russell Crowe. Um, but the script is tight, it's kind of funny, the action scenes are good. It's not amazing, but it's definitely my favorite action comedy on Netflix this month. Number seven, we have Polar. Polar is great, but it's, it's also awful. Uh, Hannibal, okay, Mads Mikkelsen, is uh, that oldest of tropes, the retiring assassin who is forced to keep killing people for a bit before he gets to not do that anymore. It is a tired trope, yes, but ignoring this plot's lameness, including betrayal from exactly who you think will betray him, this movie's just a fun watch. Matt's performance is tired and understated, kind of like he doesn't want to be there, and somehow that works. He's always calm. He's vulnerable, and you're not sure whether he's going to win or if he will get a happy ending. So I will say that I was surprised by the way this movie ended a little bit. I thought that was pretty good. Um, but the action here is, is the main draw. It's super stylized and quite comic booky in terms of, like, color and the way that it's shot and it isn't realistic of course um, but the only thing that I, I really hate about this movie is the useless terrible Matt Lucas um, he's just not funny when he's trying to be funny and neither can I take him seriously when he's attempting to be serious his character is also poorly written it almost feels like um, this the character was only written in broad strokes like he's ahead of a group of assassins he's weird he's got daddy issues and he's sadistic and I like to imagine that the script says, hey, just get a quirky comedian to be quirky here, but also menacing and improv stuff. And they couldn't find anyone and they just got Matt Lucas, right? So he could have been a really good character. That's kind of the frustrating thing about it. Um, and it would have been a lot better if he was kind of a, like a reluctant bad guy who had some c better connection with the main character. Still, despite that, for the pure action alone, this makes it to the list. At number six, we have Guy Ritchie's 2009 version of Sherlock Holmes, starring Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Um, the heroes are on the trail of Lord Blackwood, a sinister and seemingly magic satanic dude who apparently comes back from the dead. Um, this movie is somewhat divisive. If you like mysteries in the original Arthur Conan Doyle stories that you actually read text with your little eyes and use your big brainy brain to make up moving pictures that you see inside your mind's eye, you're going to hate this movie, right? Um, but this is an action movie. And make no mistake, there's, you know, this is a detective story, but there's some really solid action and frills in this with a couple of interesting fight scenes and even some ye olde explosions. It's also full of fun quips, and the banter between Downey and Jude Law is half of the fun here. Sherlock's hyper-intelligence is almost a superpower, which would disqualify him from this list and this channel, but I'm going to let it slide kind of just under the radar, because frankly there aren't that many great action movies on Netflix this month. So if you've never had the pleasure of this one, turn your brain off, forget what you know about Sherlock Holmes, if you do know anything, and just enjoy it. Number five, we have The Town just confusingly called 
town on Netflix. I know what's going on with it, but this is a 2010 heist movie about our four friends from Charleston in Boston who are career criminals. Ben Affleck plays the leader of this group and the main character, Doug, who during a heist, they uh, falls in love with a hostage that they actually take uh, during a bank robbery and who they let go afterwards but sort of keep an eye on. Now, a part of me has always wanted to dislike the town. Maybe there's something about Ben Affleck and his continuing appearances in Kevin Smith movies or just that he has a smug Ben Affleck, his acting face that he has going on. Um, but I can't help liking him here and he directed it too, so we've got to grudgingly give him his due for this one. He has made a wonderful Boston-accented, more hopeful for the criminals version of Heat, the 1995 Michael Mann epic. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, that sounds more disparaging than it is, maybe, because I love Heat that much that even a Boston-discounted knockoff version of Heat is way better than most other movies. Uh, Jeremy Renner in particular is a highlight here as a believable but almost likable psychopath and the action scenes are tight and the characters are believable. Um, it would be wonderful if Mr. Renner would do more of this, less of Hawkeye, please and thank you, but this gets a big uh, thumbs up. It's not as maybe as action heavy or impressive stunt wise as some of the other entries on this list, but the trade-off is you get a much better character and a much more interesting story. Number four is RRR, or as I like to call it, Ridiculous Cubed, because RRR is horrible to say. Um, it is a Hollywood movie, total fiction, but inspired by two real-life revolutionaries that rebelled against the British a hundred years ago in India. Some disclaimers up top about this one. This movie is action-filled, but it really is a Hollywood epic. And so it has dance scenes, a romantic subplot, long montages, etc., and for someone who's not used to this type of thing, like me, um, kind of can seem a little bit dumb and way too long, but it is a lot of fun. Now, it's trendy to say that you like this movie, which is stupid. And many dare not criticize this movie because politics, which is also stupid. For my tastes, the dance numbers, they're fun for about a minute, but they all overstay their welcome. The romantic sub subplot is terrible and completely unnecessary. And the British as cartoonishly evil villains feels lazy. Um, come for the action, but stay for the bromance, which is at the heart of this movie. The two heroes here are excellent. They contrast and complement each other well. And it's their dynamic that will keep you watching. And that and the fact that this has some really unique action scenes, the like of which I've never seen before. Apparently, I've always wanted to see a dude throw a leopard at another dude. And I just never knew that that was a thing I needed. So... Ridiculous cube. It's over the top, it's, but it is very flawed. Um, if you just view it through Western eyes and you don't try and be cool about it, it's awesome and it's definitely worth a watch, but that's why it's not number one, it's number four, because there are these things that just hold it back for me. And maybe split it into two parts, like watch half and then go do something else and come back, because seriously, no movie should be this long. Number three, we have another Netflix original, Extraction. Directed by Sam Hargrave, uh, written by Joe Russo. Uh, Chris Hemsworth plays a mercenary who is tracking down the, the kidnapped son of a, of a drug dealer. Turns out there are lots of other interested parties that are also after him. Uh, that's pretty much it, plot-wise. This is on the list purely for the hand-to-hand -hand combat and the excellent stuns and action scenes. Definitely one of the better Netflix original movies. Extraction is violent. It's kind of as brutal as John Wick, if you're just interested in the, in the action. 
What stops it from being great rather than just really good is that the plot is derivative and simple and the characters are not deep. Hensworth is charismatic and he does a lot of the stunts, I think, uh, just judging by, like, it's quite clear that it's him a lot of the time. And Sam Hargrave's past work as a stunt coordinator is evident. Uh, this is worthy of a place on this list and maybe the sequel, if we can add some more sort of depth, uh, some more character stuff, might be an all-time classic if they can, they can build on this. Number two, we have the best James Bond movie of all time, my opinion, Casino Royale. As you probably know, this was the Daniel Craig's first outing as the iconic James Bond back in 2006. And uh, this is where, in this story, he earns his double O rating and his license to kill um, in a somewhat convoluted plot that puts him up against this uh, villain, Le Chiffre, played by Mads Mikkelsen. And due to 007's actions, Le Chiffre ends up owing tons of money to other worse bad guys. And to recoup the cash, he holds a high-stakes poker game to which he and 007 engage in in a battle of bluffing and chicanery. Uh, Le Chiffre is one of my favorite Bond villains of all time. He actually feels like a human being. He fears something. And he isn't just motivated by generic, evil, destroy-the-world nonsense. Daniel Craig is excellent as Bond, and contrary to the internet's hate of his blue eyes before this came out, um, he's great. And the violence here is tense and frenetic. The movie's famous for the long parkour scene, which is truly great. Uh, real stunt actors doing real stunts, jumping for you know, fake windows, I guess, but seemingly real windows, it's just a joy. Um, this was a new age for Bond, more real, less campy, less reliant on old-fashioned spy tropes and gadgets, and Casino Royale is just, it's just a much-watch. One of the greatest movies, action movies of all time. The only real criticism I can make of it is that um, it did follow the success of the Jason Bourne movies and takes quite a strong inspiration from them, shall we say. Going to throw in a couple of honourable mentions before we get to number one. Eraser, starring uh, Arnie. Hunt for Red October. Men in Black, if you can stomach Will Smith. Hell or High Water, if you like Cowboys. Enola Holmes. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. Argo and 21 Bridges are all like solid watches, but not quite good enough to make it here. And so... My number one pick for Netflix action movies this month is Collateral. Michael Mann's Collateral is an absolute classic. Jamie Foxx plays an underachieving cab driver named Max, who one night picks up Vincent, an assassin played by a, a dyed grey-haired Tom Cruise, and he has five stops to make by 6am, and it quickly makes the cabbie his unwilling accomplice in his crimes. So... Collateral has a tense, tightly plotted story, constantly pushes forward and raises the stakes, and contains more than a few surprises and twists along the way. Vincent is an ex excellent and menacing villain that you see that he has some redeeming characteristics, but the movie doesn't take storytelling shortcuts to build empathy with him. You sort of gain empathy with him because he's a well-rounded character. And as you think back about this movie after you've watched it, you'll probably think of Vincent as both more evil and more convincingly human than you did while you were actually watching it. At least that was, that was my experience. Um, the conversation between Vincent and Max at the start of the third act is one of my favorite scenes of all time. It's full of tension and, dare I say, even philosophy and questions of existential angst. If you roll your eyes in that and just want to people to shoot each other and that's all you want to watch there's plenty of that in this movie 
but maybe pick extraction instead. But if you like having your action movies raise big questions, give you something to think about, as well as just escapist fantasy, then you will enjoy Collateral a hell of a lot. At some point in this channel, I want to do a spoiler-filled exploration of why this movie is one of my all-time favorites and how it does what it does, and especially how it works on a character level. But for now, I'll just say, in the month of September 2022, this is the best action movie on Netflix, according to me. Um, I hope this helps you pick something to watch on Netflix this month. Um, I know that's a challenge we all have all of the time. So please like, subscribe, click all of the good things, and leave your own list or comments below.